Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit claritytoprosperity.com. I'm excited about today's topic. I was on my way in here this morning and I was thinking, first of all, just to start things off, And then I would love to welcome feedback for people to unmute their lines for any kind of points of clarification or or comments on what I'm about to say. But I think I just want to break down just in general, the three buckets, the now and the soon and later, and kind of like what the purpose is of each one of them. When you think about the now bucket, most people have this. This is money in the bank, that emergency or comfort fund. That's one component. And that's the only component In a lot of people's situation, they really just have that kind of emergency or comfort fund. But then the other purpose of that now bucket is income for the first 12 months if they're about to retire and in up to the first 12 months and up to is key there because like for example some of us as people are about to retire we're having them draw from annuities out in the soon bucket so in that now bucket we need a year's worth of income before we're allowed to draw from that annuity in the soon bucket right and so you got to wait a year in a lot of instances depending on the company and the product So we will position, in addition to the emergency or the comfort fund, we're going to position money in there to take care of that year's worth of income that they're going to need to wait before they can start drawing that that steady income stream from the annuity in the soon bucket. You know, that, and then the, the other and third and final component of that now bucket, and the purpose of it is... We want the client to have total confidence when they make the decisions to put the money where we tell them to put it in the soon and the later bucket, right? They're making commitments to us to put money and to manage money or annuities or life insurance or wherever we're having them put it. But ultimately, like we need total peace of mind that we've thought of everything that they might need liquidity for in the now bucket. And so it's that planned expenses. So it's that talking through with them any potential money they may need here in the next couple of years. And we just want to go ahead and load that money into the bank if it's already, if it's not already there. And if it is there, we will need to make sure we keep at least that amount there plus that kind of magic number for emergency or comfort fund, plus potentially up to a year's worth of income. So once we like take care of all that, and I think that's super important that you don't skip that, then it comes to the soon bucket. And the soon bucket, the purpose of that is we want conserve more conservative money in, versus the later bucket but we want access to it, right? We wanna be able to take income or withdrawals from it if we need to and not be worried or freaked out that the market maybe is down and now we're taking it out and selling it while the market's down. So we gotta take it a different approach in that soon bucket. And of course we gotta grow that money to outpace inflation. In the now bucket, we're not as worried about that. We just, liquidity is the number one most important thing. In the soon bucket, 
we need to grow that money because it's going to be a substantial amount of money. Yes, we need it for income or withdrawals, but we also need to grow it. We need to grow it at or above a rate, their inflation rate. So that's important. And then the final bucket is that later bucket. And that later bucket is we bought a time horizon with the now and the soon. So we have the confidence to invest the rest of the money in the later bucket to obtain the goals that we have with the rest in the bulk of our money for the long term. Some people, all they're worried about is growth. Other people, they are very concerned about legacy planning and tax planning and surviving spouse and kids and grandkids and charities and other things that they want to make sure it's taken care of. They want total tax efficiency. And that's where it opens up strategies with life insurance and Roth conversions and other things that we can do out in that later bucket. And then you also have people that are worried about long-term care or want to take the time and the effort and the due diligence and work with you to solve that issue also out in the later bucket. So all those things need to happen out in the later bucket. But for the most part, that's the long time horizon money where we're planning for the future and we're focused on growth if we're going into investments out in the later bucket. Today's webinar is going to be really just focused on the soon bucket and the strategies within it. But I want to pause there just for a second for anybody who maybe has any questions, comments, or a commentary that they'd like to add. All right. I thought for sure Greg was going to say something, but that's all right. <laughs> I can if you want me to, but you're doing, a, you're doing a fine job, Jason. No, Yeah, I just want to lay the foundation. All right. And make space for everybody. Now let's talk about this soon bucket. Let's talk about what we're going to do there. And I think like it's probably important to lay a little bit of foundation there too. And then I'm going to pause. And I'm going to give everybody the opportunity to, again, ask questions, give her any commentary. But when you think about that soon bucket, in some instances, people have no need for income. There is no plan for income. They just want it to be conservative growth money. And like when you think about the conservative growth money, there's kind of two categories. And really there's a category of certain money and there's category of uncertain money. And when I say that is there are some people in the soon bucket that are gonna say to you like, I don't want that money at risk of going down with the stock market. And based on the conversations you have, and they want a con conservative growth, but annuity might be a good fit. And you're really just looking at the annuity that has the highest potential growth, right? The highest potential accumulation that can happen within that annuity. That's what you're focused on. There is no income or withdrawal needs that they know of. They just want that money growing the best it can, but they want certainty, right? They want certainty that it's not going to go down with the market. The second category when it comes to conservative growth type of money is the uncertain category. They're willing to take some risk. They know that there's a possibility it may go down. And if life gets in the way and they need to go to it and the market's down, they understand they're going to memorialize a loss but they're willing to take on some risk to have alternative strategies from a conservative growth to maybe outpace what they could potentially earn in that annuity. So I'm not talking about, in, I'm gonna reserve income for a moment because there's three categories of income that we'll talk about here in a moment, but just from a conservative growth, 
Does anybody have any comments or any questions or clarifications? You got a certainty and an uncertainty, right? You got certain of like you could, I think an annuity is a great option. I think a fixed index annuity is a really great option. You have the kind of the uncertainty where maybe you're willing to take on more risk. Maybe you're willing to expose some money to the stock market, but to earn even a higher potential return that you otherwise would have earned in the annuity where you have a little bit more of that certainty on the down. All right. I'll just throw in there too, Jason, it's probably a good time to plug the case and design team. We tend to work in the with the securities, right, in, into the later bucket, but we do dip into that soon bucket with those cases that, that Jason just mentioned that People are looking to be a little more conservative. They want to, they don't want the full 100% equity or the more aggressive. And so that is something that the case and design team that we do, it's we, you contact us, you have a case and you, if you just really want to talk through that case, sometimes, you know, that you maybe not have, you don't have somebody in that, in the office that you have a chance to talk to. And if you just need to bounce ideas off of somebody that, you know, we are here to help you do that because we can walk through, okay, what's the case? What's the client's risk tolerance? You know, what's our VTA? And uh, what do you have in that later bucket? Okay. Have you thought of, and then we can give you X, Y, and Z using our core portfolios that have a mix of maybe more bonds, but has some equity exposure. So Jay, like in that, in this example, where we're just talking about these two kind of categories under the conservative growth umbrella. They don't need income or withdrawals, but they want to grow the money the best they can, but they don't want to subject it to a lot of risk. On the managed money side, and then I'm going to turn to you, Kirsten, to ask about on the fixed index annuity side. What are some options that you're seeing for people that are like annuities or annuities not yeah. like my client's not going to do an annuity, for example, or they're willing to take on a little bit more risk? What would be more? Is it pretty much just like a 20 2080, 40, yeah. portfolio, or is there anything that's else common that advisors do? Yeah, that's a common mix. So give me that, show me what our client can have in a 2080 mix. But we also have our buffered volatility. Now that's a little bit more complex, right? And there is additional training that you have to do. And there's a little more educating of the client, but that's also something that we as a team can talk to you through. It gives the clients exposure to the equities, but gives a downside buffer. That's something that we can talk about. And I know we're not talking about income, but if we're looking for something that they know what kind of return they're going to get, we do have the SMA through BlackRock that can do a one to five year bond ladder. So it's very defined. I think that's something that we're seeing as well as having some interest because you know, their clients, they kind of, you know what you're going to get, right? You're going to get your, you hold it. You're going to get that bond maturing at par and you're going to clip that coupon. So that's also something we're seeing. Kirsten and Fred, I saw your question. We'll address that here in a moment. What are the, and maybe this kind of helps address Fred's question. What are, what's the, what annuity or annuities right now have the highest potential growth, potential, highest growth potential Forget about income. We don't care about withdrawal or income riders. Just what's our best options? Thank you for that question. It's going to really go back to what is the client looking to accomplish? Are they comfortable with a fixed index annuity? Or do they want more of a CD buster or bond fund alternative? So we're looking at MIGAs versus FIAs. So if we're looking at MIGAs, those are changing on a daily basis almost. 
But the A carriers like Anico, we've got Athene, we've got a three to five to seven year high fixed rate where I can tell you today what their interest is going to be tomorrow. So we've got a lot of opportunity and competitiveness there, but not all MIGAs are created equal. So it will depend on if the client wants a full death benefit, if they want to have any access to the interest rates. So if you're looking for a MIGA, just reach out. We're going to run the competitive intel and get you the best rate for that client. If I'm looking at a fixed index annuity, I have a couple go-to carriers and a new one that just came onto the market that just piques my interest because of the richness that it gives to the client. If you're looking for pure accumulation and you don't want to tap into it, I would look at the Lincoln OptiBlend because you can choose a five, seven, or 10-year chassis. You have ties to S&P, you got ties to Performance Trigger, ties to BlackRock. If I want a plus really strong company, I go with Allianz because Allianz has got a really robust 10-year chassis with a AAA, where you have ties with a 10-year, 10% cap to the S&P, as well as uncapped potential. And if the client does need access to their money at some point, 10% of premium. American Equity just launched their new asset shield with a 10% bonus. So if they've suffered a little bit of loss in maybe a bond fund, you can bring them back and make them whole with some nice upside potential. Nice. Nice. That's perfect. Thank you, Kirsten. A lot of information. Yeah, no, that's great. And you know what, Tony, I think you can help a little bit too with Tony and Gracia with with Fred's question. With rates so high on T-bills, are you recommending them in the soon bucket now? And talk a little bit about how you're using those T-bills, Tony, to gather money in the soon bucket that previously you didn't have access to. Yes. So we're using the T-bills. So yeah, to answer Fred's question, yeah, the rates are high on T-bills right now, but also so are some money markets. And we utilize them for the soon bucket for income. But what we've been doing is a lot of people have a lot of money in their now bucket. And that could be in their savings or money markets. And what we've been doing is we've been utilizing the T-bills and the higher rates of these money markets to get their money from their now bucket over to their soon bucket. So we've gathered about $5 million just in the past couple months, getting money that we didn't have access to, getting it over into the soon bucket, getting them into these T-bills they're offering, and we're laddering 13 and 26-week T-bills. So for an example, we'll take, say we have 100,000, we'll put 50,000 in a 13 week, 50,000 in 26 weeks. So then every, then when a 13 week comes up, we'll put it into another 26 week. So you basically have 50,000 coming up every 13 weeks, but we're l- utilizing them more for asset gathering. And then when those rates start coming down, what do we offer? There's only three ways to guarantee your income, whether it's from a bank, from an insurance company or the government. And what we want to do is offer you what's being what's best out there right now. So that's how I, we've been positioning it, more for asset gathering. Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to clarity2prosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's clarity2prosperity.com forward slash offer. Second part of your question, Fred. To me, the soon bucket, one of it is 
how old is your client, right? I think an older client, obviously 59 and a half is a key component of an annuity for liquidity without penalty on non-qualified money. I think that's a part of the equation of your question of, would you use buffer ETFs versus like a fixed index annuity? But then above and beyond that, it's also some people are just will never tie their money up right into an annuity. They don't like the idea of losing control or access and only having 10%. That's where I would probably pivot to the buffer ETF. I think ultimately though, for an older retiree client, when I say older, they're within that window where they're close to at or above 59 and a half. I think the index annuity is probably going to be the better choice because of the fact that it gives more certainty. And it's and if there is income or withdrawals, you don't have to worry about memorializing a loss, even though there is a there's a cap on the loss because the buffers have the downside, there's still a potential loss. So I think it's probably the best solution in, in most scenarios there. Jason, if I can add to when we're talking about Fred, you're talking about which is the way to go. Keep in mind the soon bucket. It's about presenting all of the options of how you can fund the soon bucket. Because I, I sometimes fall into that trap. I'll come up, I feel like I got the best solution in my head for the client, and I'll present one option. You present both, right? You have different methodologies in the soon and let them choose. Deb and I were working on a case just this last week, and we presented the bond type structure and connection with the, the MIGA as well as with the, the FIA for income. And he said, I hate bonds right now. I want nothing to do with bonds. And we're actually talking them down from some of the fixed scenarios because we don't want too heavy of weight in there. But the mistake you gravitate to is like, oh, I got the solution. This is the best solution. That's not how you're supposed to present the soon bucket. Soon bucket is talking about all the methodologies. Here's the various, the pros and cons. And then you're giving them positive options to choose from. Excellent point, Greg. And it's that's the thing too. You have nothing to lose by presenting them with a couple options, right? Like in this instance, we're only talking about conservative growth right now. We're going to move on to income next here in a moment. But for conservative growth, here's a certain option. Here's, an, here's where you have certainty. Here's where there's some uncertainty, right? But here's the pros and the cons of both. But it's a yes, yes, right? You're giving them two options. Now, in many instances, they're going to be like, what do you think? And then you can guide them. But it's like to give them two options up front. I'm so glad you brought that in, Greg. Yep. And even within the options for the security side, if you're looking at portfolios that go 20, 80, or 40, 60, there's within our core holdings, there's options from more the indexing of the Vanguard to the more active out to the United. So even within that space, as you work with the case and design team, we can show you, we can illustrate different uh, programs and different solutions. Yep. Awesome. So let's move on to income with the rest of our time. And there's really three categories of income. And I think this is important to understand. And I'm going to use, you know, the three, I'll tell you up front what the three categories are. And then I'm going to use an example to explain it even further for everyone to understand. So first of all, when it comes to creating income out of the soon bucket, there's really three ways you can go. Number one, you can go with portfolio yield, right? Or even yield of, a, of an annuity, right? It's basically you put the money in and if it's averaging, let's say a 5% yield or interest rate, then you know you're gonna be able to derive 5% of the amount you put in. We're gonna use a million dollar example here in a moment. 
The second of the three is the floor. And that's where you're giving them a floor of income through a lifetime income rider with an annuity, with an insurance company. So it's a lifetime income floor. And the third option is a bridge. And so that's a temporary bridge. A floor is permanent. A bridge is temporary. It's for a period of time. And so we're solving for a period of time for them to get that steady income. But then ultimately, there is an end to that bridge, right? It runs out. And so those are the three that we're going to cover. So like in an example of portfolio yield, uh, let's say someone needs $50,000 a year. We can probably get, we can get about a 5% yield pretty confidently these days. And so with that being said, it's about a million bucks, right? So we're going to need to put a million dollars in the soon bucket to generate the $50,000 a year of portfolio yield. The thing is, though, it is uncertain. There is not, you do not have the certainty. There isn't any guarantees on that. The second option would be the floor, right? Let's use in its same example, $50,000 a year you want. It's going to take, there's about a 5% lifetime withdrawal rate with the income rider on the floor option. So it's going to take us still about a million bucks to do the floor option. The difference is with the floor, there is going to be a little bit more of that certainty. But you also potentially are spending down principal where the portfolio yield. Yes, your yield may change, but you, for the most part, you're just spending the yield, not the principal. So you have the portfolio yield, number one, the floor, number two, both are going to require in this instance about a million bucks each. The third option is the bridge. The bridge option is where you're investing the least amount of capital possible to solve the problem of the income for a period of time. You're buying a period of time really to guard against sequence of returns risk for the most part. Now, in some instances, you don't have any other choice but the bridge because the people don't have enough money left over to go into the later bucket if you try to do portfolio yield or floor strategy. So the bridge strategy is popular because like in this same example, you can put $500,000 into an annuity with a 10% free withdrawal rate, or you could do a bond ladder, or you could do a CD ladder. So there's different alternatives that you can use for that, uh, for that bridge method. But at the end of the day, 500 grand is going to do it for about 10 years, which is going to buy you enough of a time horizon to allow the rest of the money in the later bucket to grow. So portfolio, yield, floor, and bridge. And then I'm going to open it up for any comments or questions. Again, I'll just emphasize, Jason, like we talked about before, going through all of those options is, to me, a key component of the presentation. Don't pigeon-tone to one scenario. Lay out options for all of them. Yep. And so like in a portfolio yield, for example, what would the... In, what would a, a good option be that maybe you've recommended recently, Jay, for portfolio yield, somebody wants, you know, they're shooting for 5% in that soon bucket to derive. Yes, it gets back to similar what I mentioned before with the BlackRock SMA that does, it does require 125,000, but that's a pretty low bogey for what we're talking about here, I think. And what we're seeing, and we can talk about munis or corporates, but let's say the munis right now, what we're seeing is that they're able to buy a coupon of 5%. 
And so that, again, it's a coupon. So they're clipping that coupon and they know what they're going to get in income. Now they are having to buy that, that yield. So they are paying a premium for those bonds. But the overall yield that we see would be about 2.8. But the key here is that we know what kind of income they're going to get because that coupon is set and you're buying individual bonds and you're going to get what you get, right? That, we're seeing that as a really good solution right now for some people. What if somebody was looking for like a 5%? portfolio. Yeah. Port so the, instead of the coupon, then we would probably actually look for um, taxable bonds, corporate bonds that would be pushing up to that range. And then the T-bills right now are really close to that amount. That would be something that, again, kind of getting back to that guarantee, they know what they're going to get. There's not a lot of risk. I should never use that word guarantee, but it's a very safe yield that's coming from a corporate treasury. So you don't have to worry about it. And I know we have a number of advisors who are using that piece. And Kirst, I'm going to switch over to you for a moment on the annuity side. And I know we have the MIGAs, so we, and those are easy enough. Those are pretty plain Jane, but let's actually flip to more of the bridge strategy for a moment. And so what are the companies that give us the opportunity to take 10% of the initial premium as a SPIA alternative versus 10% of the accumulation value. If somebody wants to do, for example, a fixed index annuity, where so they have the highest growth potential, floor underneath their money or no downside risk due to market volatility, but but they need that feature where they can take 10% of the industrial premium. What carriers are offering that? There are two carriers that will allow you, if you're looking for pure accumulation and a clean statement with no income rider attached to it. First and foremost, if you need to do a draw in the first year, that would be the FG Flex Accumulator. So you can take out 10% of premium in year one. They've got great upside potential with the different uncapped crediting methods, as well as ties to the S&P. However, if somebody really wants a high S&P tie with a higher cap and they need 10%, but not until the second year, that would be the Allianz Accumulation Advantage because you can take out 10% of premium and they've got a 10% cap, as well as a really hot uncapped S&P crediting method. So you got great accumulation with both. It just depends on when you need that 10% free out. So at, like in the going back to what we were talking about earlier with the F and G option, you wouldn't need to put money into the now bucket for the first year's income because you can actually start taking it right away. So Correct. that's, and then ongoing, you have that steady 50 grand a year you can rely on every year. And then because of the feature of the 10% initial premium, and Allianz does the same thing. You just have to wait a year, which would Correct. mean you'd have to load a year of income into the now bucket, right? Correct. Great. Awesome. We are ready to land the plane in next week's topic, replacing annuities you wrote in the last two to three years. And it's a controversial topic, something you don't really don't hear about very often, but we know what's happened with interest rates in the last couple of years. And it's pretty interesting, the take that these carriers are having to allow people to exit annuities that were just written a couple few years ago. And so that's what we're going to be talking about next week. Thanks for joining us. Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. 
That's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.